American culture is full of adults who are ideologically divided, emotionally fragile, addicted, mentally ill, and devoid of God. Sadly, many of these adults are adverse to logic, objective truth, common sense, and even science. So as responsible parents, we need to foster resilience in our kids like never before. But how when our kids seem to have lost so much confidence in and respect for the parents of the last few generations, when many of these parents have taught them to trust, even emulate people like teachers, coaches, medical and mental health professionals, lawmakers, law enforcement, media personnel, businessmen, scientists, and too often even clergy. Well, today we are talking with Dr. Kathy Cook about her book, Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. That's next on Licensed to Parent. I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host, Trace Embry, is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill and also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal in Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. You know, Trace, in your book, The Miracles of Shepherds Hill, your story is not only an incredible account of our miracle-working God, but it's also a testimony to your family's resilience in the face of some incredible adversity. What did your parents do in your formative years that helped you build the kind of resilience that obviously manifested in your story? Yeah, well, they did a number of things. They got divorced, fought a lot, uh, made a lot mm. of bad decisions, mm. dealt with addiction, abuse, and between the two of them, dealt with some emotional and mental health issues. But, you know, I don't think any sane parent would choose to endure any of that to instill grit yeah. or resilience in their kids. A lot. And it's also not really fair to my parents to end the story there because, you know, they had uh, a lot to overcome uh, with all the above, largely from the dysfunction and abuses of their own childhood. And, you know, I had to go back and, and take all that into consideration. Uh, but they actually did a lot of things right. Uh, my dad was not a malicious kind of guy, uh, but he could genuinely be verbally and physically abusive, even by the standards of the day. But he was just a rough and tough guy. I mean, that's all you can say about it. He, but, and he had a funny way of showing his affection sometimes. I remember when we were small kids, we'd be running through the living room. We knew not to run, and he'd just randomly stick his leg out and, and laugh as we'd go tumbling tail over teacups into the kitchen. And then he'd say something like this. He'd say, hey, come here, I'll help you up. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> he'd show us how to milk a mouse, you know, and let me show you how to milk a mouse. And he'd squeeze your finger and you'd go jump through the ceiling. Uh, you know, if, if you wiped on your bike or smashed your thumb with a hammer, he, he'd look to make sure you really uh, wasn't seriously hurt and say something like, uh, mm. ah, it's nothing a little reconstructive surgery won't, ta you know, won't take care <laughs> of. And, and he'd send you on your way. But it seemed like all the dads in our neighborhood did stuff like that and, and talked like that and acted like that. It was a different time. Uh, my friend's dad was a fighter pilot in World War II, shot down twice. Uh, if, if my friend complained that his, uh, about, to his dad about you know, a school bully, he'd hear something like, well, it ain't like the Germans shooting at you. You know, if he complained about cutting the grass, uh, you know, being too hot, cutting the grass, he'd say, ain't like the Germans shooting at you. I mean, that was his go-to line, ain't like the Germans shooting at you. <laughs> I knew not to complain too much about cutting grass in hot weather with my own dad because, you know, he'd say something like, I'm not interested in seeing you alive until that grass is cut. You ain't going to melt. 
get on it. Uh, but I'm talking about a guy who taped up his own broken ribs after an auto racing crash just, just so he could race the next weekend. I, I watched him give himself his own stitches. Uh, but my dad, and, you know, and you've heard me say this before, Michelle, he, w- he was also a guy who never missed a Friday picking up my sister and me from my mom's house to be with him on a weekend. I mean, not one time in, in all the years from five years old until I could drive. He never missed a day. He took us every holiday that my mom would allow. He took us for the, the summers. Mm. He, he told us he loved us all the time, hugged and kissed us regularly. Uh, he, he instilled a never quit attitude in us. Uh, if it was worth starting in his mind, it was worth finishing. And he made you finish things that you started. Mm. But he also knew uh, if things really hit the fan, he had your back. Okay, he was the first one you'd, you'd go to because you knew that he had your back. But if you ever back down from a bully or, or some tough situation, he'd have your back in another kind of way. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not condoning all his tactics, but what I'm trying to get across is that when kids know their parents will go to hell and back for them to make them strong, they'll grow in resilience themselves. Mm-hmm. The problem with too many parents today is that they'll go to hell and back to make Junior comfortable or pain-free or, or happy. Uh, they don't realize that it's uh, no way to bring true joy or to make kids strong, resilient, or confident. And nobody's condemning comfort, happiness, or being pain-free. I'm all for that. But to make these the measure and or end game of our success as parents, I believe, is to grossly miss the mark for what we're to be as, uh, as good parents. Well, someone who's going to help us understand resilience and children today is Dr. Kathy Cook. She is the founder and president of Celebrate Kids and the co-founder of Ignite the Family. Dr. Kathy has influenced thousands of parents, teachers, and children in over 30 countries through her messages, seminars, chapels, and other events. And she speaks regularly at schools, churches, and pregnancy resource centers. She is a featured speaker for great homeschool conventions. She's also on the faculty of Summit Ministries. And can we just say, Dr. Kathy is for kids, especially your kid. And I was talking with someone this morning who says, Dr. Kathy is a champion in helping parents understand just how smart their kid is. Amen. Dr. Kathy, we are excited to have you with us today. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Totally. Looking forward to our time. Well, again, welcome back. But uh, before we get started, can you tell our audience a little bit about Celebrate Kids, your ministry there? Sure. Uh, as was already stated, we are, you know, public speakers. We we speak in churches, schools, conventions, um, pregnancy resource centers. Uh, we are all about helping kids discover why they are who they are. We believe that every child and every adult is created on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. Mm-hmm. So we delight in helping kids identify their talents and their gifts, and you know, dream realistically about their futures. Um, we love to help parents raise the kids they were given, not the kids they wish mm-hmm. they had. Uh, which is very dangerous. Uh, it's got to be a, a kid-centric parenting without putting the kids on the yeah. pedestal. You know, so there's a way to do that. And we're just honored. I'm an author with Moody and, you know, just love being here with you because it's all about influence and impact, right? right? It's all about being faithful to the call that, you know, God has on our lives. And uh, radio is efficient, so I'm really glad to be here. And yeah, just, uh, you know, people people can find us on the web and we're all over social media like everybody else. But you have else. a podcast. But happy to be here with you. Right. Yeah, we have a podcast, um, Celebrate Kids with Dr. Kathy, and uh, Confront the Dark. I think that's the new one, mm. Confronting the Dark, uh, where we, we talk uh, every, every weekday for just about 12, 12, 15 minutes about 
a cultural issue, and then what, what would, how would I respond? Oh, wow. Well, many child development experts have said that you know, kids are resilient, and I've said it myself. Uh, what are some things that have changed most in recent times that parents need to be more aware of that should, should give us all pause mm. you know, about making such broad generalizations about kids and their resiliency for today's times? Yeah, that's a great question, Trace, because like you said, you know, I'm not against happiness. I'm not against things being easy. But if you raise kids where everything is easy and they're always happy, there's a day coming when they won't Mm -hmm. be. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, the world is a hard place. You know, there's evil around the corner and the liar is loud. And these are confusing days. And I would rather that our kids learn in the safety of our homes. I hope it's a safe place. You know, how to overcome, how to stand back up after the world's knocked you Mm -hmm. down. If they don't learn it in the safety of our homes, you know, they may never learn it. And then they're going to be crawling, you know, through the valley rather than walking upright and facing the future, you know, with some confidence. And so we've got some generations of parents who are afraid to let their kids struggle. I think they're afraid to look like failures themselves, right. which, you know, I get. But you guys, it's it's not about you. So mm-hmm. if you if you have a kid who doesn't make the team or makes a mistake in a piano recital or doesn't earn the A that he was hoping for. This is not a reflection on you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you blew it, let, let's be honest here to the parents, you know, if you didn't help them study, if you weren't an encouragement, if you didn't take them to the games, you know, then own what is yours to own. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't prevent your kids from having hard times because you're afraid that it'll reflect mm-hmm. upon you. And I think that's part of the issue that we have going on. And I think I'll say one other thing before I throw it back to you guys, and that is that technology has been a real oh, culprit boy. here. Everything from, you know, the social media like factor where we only show the highlight reel. And so kids have been made to believe by the technology that is raising them. And I said it that way on purpose. Uh, Oftentimes kids spend more time with their tools than they do with their own parents. And so they've been made to believe that there is only a highlight reel and they need to hide with shame if they don't make the team, if they make a mistake. And that's that's not realistic. That's not how the world works. And so the like factor is a factor to this, but so is how easy everything is, right? You know, the click of the mouse, the reboot button, the GPS, the streaming, you can ask Siri a question and it'll tell you something that hopefully is true. And so our kids have learned that things should be easy. So diligence, perseverance, and effort become harder for them because they feel stupid quicker than we might have felt when we were there. Yeah. And it gets broadcast. And all of us as adults have to be really careful of all of sure. this as well. Yeah, and, and yeah, go ahead. You know, go ahead. Say, your you mistakes think? get broadcast across the, the globe too. It's not like you can hide them in the, in the yeah, garage. If we're not, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like in the past. Yeah. Uh, but is there anything that parents can learn from uh, what Tom Brokaw called the greatest generation, kids who largely came out of the Great Depression? Sure. I mean, I think so. I think... You know, if, if the greater generation, if the, if the right grandparents and parents, if I can put it that way, would model in front of their children that effort is a part of life and it doesn't mean you're stupid, it means you care, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if we would model how we handle mistakes, if we would model how we respond when we are late turning in a report to our supervisor and we don't whine and complain and blast him all over Facebook when in reality it was our responsibility to turn that mm-hmm. in. So are we, you know, are we kind to ourselves? Do, do we demonstrate grace and mercy? Do they hear us apologize? That's a huge factor for resilience right. is that, you know, I own my stuff and I apologize. And so, um, yeah, it's, what, you know, what's interesting about the greater generation, I'll, I'll say this quickly, because people will say to me, well, Kathy, you know, why are kids so weak today? You know, my grandparents were raised during the war or whatever. But you know what's different too? Today's kids are raised watching trauma. 
live on right. the internet and live sure. on TV, right? So, so when we were children, like I didn't know the world was falling apart when I was a kid. I didn't know there was sin everywhere, but there was. I didn't yeah. know it because we didn't have Twitter announcing it in a 24-hour a day, you know, red carpet moment, 24-7 entertainment news kind of thing. And so we went through, you know, the skipping years of childhood. Well, today's kids, either because they have their own, uh, you know, connection or they're watching dad and mom, you can watch school shootings live. You can watch mm -hmm. a bombing live. You can watch tornado damage live. And so kids are wondering, is the world worth living in? And is God really good? Yeah. I mean, look at all the trauma. Is God really good? Prove it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to continue this conversation, but first we need to take a break. We're talking with Dr. Kathy Cook today about her book, Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. We'll be back with more Licensed to Parent after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day -day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper -bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a residential treatment center for troubled teens. Want to know more? Check out LicensedToParent.org. Today, we are talking with Dr. Kathy Cook. Well, Dr. Kathy, I, I'm so glad you're with us. And I, I want to ask you this. Um, you know, in our cavalcade of, uh, cavalcade of uh, ideologies, redefinitions of terms, false premises, and the rejection of logic, objective truth, and even science now, um, how can a, uh, a parent teach their kids anything about what used to be called common sense? I mean, there was security uh, for parents to be able to to pull that one out of the, the trick bag, just go back to common sense. But with the breakdown of, of all this stuff, the very fundamentals of reality, 
how do we teach a kid about common sense and what does that do to their confidence and resilience factor? Well, it's a fascinating question. The first thing I think of, Trace, is that we don't get in their way and we let consequences happen. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, like, common sense for us is, you know, if I speed, I could get a ticket if there's a policeman nearby, so I shouldn't get angry. It's my responsibility. You know, common sense is that there's a cause-effect relationship in the way that the world works. You know, if I spill my milk and I don't clean it up and it, yeah, my mom's going to get madder than if I would have cleaned it up immediately, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So I think common sense, cause effect thinking is huge. Don't get in their way. Let the consequences happen. If we rescue our kids before they're even finished making the mistake, I've asked parents, have you been the helicopter or the drone? You've been watching your kids and you enter in and fix the problem before they're even finished with the problem. Mm-hmm meaning that they didn't even have a chance to grow through the opportunity. Like we steal their joy. Yeah. We steal their success. We steal their victory. If we correct them before they have a chance to go, oh, wait a minute, I shouldn't have done it that way. It would have been better if I would have done it this way. If we don't give them time to figure out on their own a better way, they don't ever get the victory. They don't yeah. build their confidence and they don't understand how the world works and they don't understand how mom and dad work if we always rescue too soon. Yeah. So I don't know if that's if that makes sense to you, but yeah. I think to not rescue too soon, to let the cause effect natural and logical consequences happen mm-hmm. is maybe a very easy way or safe way for kids to figure out how the world works. Yeah, because if you don't, you're stealing uh, from these kids the experience of discovering common sense on their own. I mean, they'll come to their conclusions. We don't give kids... Uh, the answers to much of anything here at Shepherd Hill without them really pursuing it themselves. And they and, and don't let anyone tell you these kids aren't interested in these deeper type of conversations. They're very interested in them. Well, can I ask a question here real quick? I, so I want to talk about rescuing our kids too soon because one thing I'm seeing with a lot of parents and what I hear from my friends is I've got to stop. I've got to jump in there. I don't want them to walk through this hurt. So, Dr. Kathy, can you coach us through how to have patience and watch this all play out? Because <laughs> a lot of parents, we don't want we don't want to watch it play out. We want to jump in because we know better. So, how can we step back and have patience to watch this happen? Yeah, that's that's so good, and there's so much I could say. I actually say in my book that you know, maybe you leave the room. I mean, if, you're, if your kid is safe, like if there's no danger that's going to happen, um, they're struggling with math facts, you're getting angry at their piano teacher while they're playing the piano alone in the living room or whatever, and you're afraid that you're going to jump in too soon, leave the room if the kid is mm-hmm. safe. I've also recommended, and this is no joke, that parents sit there with their hand over their mouth. <laughs> you know, some of us are we're quick problem solvers, we're quick thinkers. We love our kids well and we don't want them to suffer. And the other thing I would say, and it's actually related to the common sense issue as well, Michelle, and that is that we read often and memorize Romans 5, 3 through 5. Oh, boy. And James 1, 2 through 4. Because in Romans 5, 3 through 5, and James 1, 2 through 4, we learn that we grow in our character and our faith mm-hmm. when we walk through the valleys that God allows us to experience. Mm-hmm. And when I ask an audience, how many of you have a greater mature faith How many of you have a greater character, a more mature character, because of the struggle that God's allowed you to walk through? Almost every hand goes up. And then Mm -hmm. when I ask, how many of you have a deeper faith in the God of the Bible because of experiences you've had, 
that weren't great at the beginning, but turned out really well and every hand goes up. And so if we rescue our kids too soon, they're weak. Why are they dropping out of church? And why are they giving up on God? And why do they say, I no longer believe? Because they never have experienced the God of the Bible in the valley. When his faithfulness shows up and his diligence on our behalf shows up, and his wisdom is reliable, and his mercy and grace and truth mm. all show up. So what I want to say to you is if you value both character and faith for your children, you have to step away, yeah. and you have to make sure that you know in the knowing of your knowing that it's good for them. Now, now support them. You know, Don't let them think that you've abandoned them, but support them quietly. Support them with presence. So presence, not presence gifts, but right. your presence, you know, support them with, you know, you know, a comforting conversation after the fact, point out to them that it was good for them to experience that. Um, listen to them longer. Again, my book, Resilient Kids, is full of all kinds of those ideas. Yeah. But I, I love your question. Parents mean well. Mm-hmm. Parents mean well, but it's ultimately damaging in the, in the if you think about the big picture. Yeah, you know I talk about this pretty regularly, uh, but you mentioned Romans five, uh, th- uh, three through five, and you you might find this very interesting, and I think it's worth repeating. Uh, we had a Ugandan pastor come speak to our kids, and um, once he spoke to him, he, he went down to the sites where our kids live, and they live in third world conditions down there, cabins that they build, they live there, no running water, no electricity, they have outhouses, they're digitally unplugged for an entire year. And when that Ugandan pastor got down there, he was astonished. He's like, our people are trying to get out of these conditions, you're using it for therapy. He says, explain mm. that to me, brother. And I said, yeah, you know, uh, I know you guys don't have the problem we have here uh, with uh, teen suicide, but it's the second leading cause of death among teens, suicide. And I said, I've learned that Romans 5 through 5 really nails it. And if you, uh, the number one uh, reason kids give for attempting suicide is they say they have no hope. But if you put it in reverse, you know, because it says suffering mm-hmm. produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. You, you back mm-hmm. it up. Our kids are attempting suicide because they have no character. They have no right. character because it was never developed through perseverance. And there's no perseverance mm-hmm. if there first isn't any struggle, adversity, disappointment, pain, or suffering. You know, and so here at Shepherd's Hill, I told this guy, we're, we're building resilience in these kids by a, a year of living in the conditions that your kids live in. Resilience is, mm. is helping build their character. Um, you know, I believe that the only reason life isn't a, an utter tragedy w- uh, without hope for all of us is because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And that's what's healing the kids at Shepherd's Hill. Uh, and at every Amen. graduation, the kids will concur. Or am I missing something there? No, it, totally. It's it's essential that we know that that we we had to, we need to look back and remember God's faithfulness in our valley experiences, mm-hmm. so that we have the resilience, right, and the faith to be quiet to to shepherd our kids well. Um, yeah, it's it, it's doable. It's doable. We have to keep the big picture in mind, yeah. and we have to be able to handle their tears. And again, not take it right. personally. And we have to, you know, know the stories of the faithful people who have gone before us who would testify if they were in the room with us that, you know, God is a good, faithful God who doesn't abandon us in our time of need. Yeah. It's so important. I'm sorry about that. You know, I would say one more thing just quickly, and that is that, you know, it, it's in our family we do it this way. Like back to your mm-hmm. comments about, mm-hmm. I like that. you know, reality and, you know, a definition of terms and things. I teach parents to say, doesn't, you know, I'm not raising our neighbors mm-hmm. and I'm not even raising my niece and nephew. I'm raising you. And in our family, we are a biblical worldview family. And that means that scripture first. So mm-hmm. we, we take scripture to culture. We don't take culture to scripture. Yeah. 
You know, it's not our feelings, our opinions, even our ideas until we look to see if God would agree. It's scripture that is raising you. Yeah. And I won't ever apologize for that. God bless you for and that's, that's important. Yeah. That's, that's the standard, you guys. And, and we can do that today. If not, that's, if, that, if not that standard, which standard? Because you got a million to choose from. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. On the part of parents, you know, what, the, what does, in today's world, what does overprotection look like in a day when our first instinct is that we can't protect them enough? There's just weakness, right? If you overprotect, they're weak. They're clingy. They're fragile. They don't risk. They don't try new things. Not even something simple like a bonus spelling word, mm-hmm. much less trying out for a you know, higher team of soccer or a you know, piano concerto competition. No, they're, they're afraid to risk. And a lot of it has to do with they don't believe in our unconditional love. Mm-hmm. We say that our love is unconditional. There's nothing you can do that would cause me to love you more or less. But they're afraid that if they fail us, see, not just fail, but fail us, we won't love them anymore and they won't risk that. Do you think their access to smartphones have, have conditioned them to be just totally humiliated with one faux pas in their life? For some kids, it has. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. I, you and I have talked about this before. Phones can be a really good tool or a really you know, negative influence, the obviously. Weapon, yeah. And it depends on the training that goes sure. with them when you give a kid a phone. Um, it can be a great device. But yes, there certainly are cases where you know, one, one or two mistakes were, you know, blasted to the, the peer group and they didn't know how to overcome it. Why? Because a year ago they didn't know how to overcome that. And a year before that, they didn't know how to ever overcome the other thing. Yeah. And they would never learn this skill set to speak up for themselves respectfully. They haven't learned how to persuade without debate and arguing. Mm-hmm. They haven't, they don't know who they are. Self-respect is mm-hmm. the crux of all of it. Yeah. You know, respect for God, self-respect, respect for others. Good old-fashioned character qualities. I just finished a new book on biblical character, and those are that that's the core of everything. Do I know who I am? And do I believe that God did a good thing when he made me me? And if I believe that, then I'll stand up for myself appropriately. And if I respect mm-hmm. others, I'll stand up for myself without making them feel put down. Yeah. We're down to about a minute here. So I want to ask you for the non-Christian parent listening to this broadcast. What, what role does faith in God play in a child's ability to be genuinely resilient? And how do kids without uh, you know, a godly mm-hmm. upbringing, uh, where do they find their deepest point of being able to bounce back from things? Yeah, I don't know. Um, optimism is essential. Resilient people are optimistic people. Mm-hmm. And so those of us who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ have a built-in optimism because we mm-hmm. believe that God is for us and not against us and that our future is bright because God goes before us. Without a faith in the God of the Bible, children will be, uh, they will put their faith in whatever is closest to them, Siri on their phone, Google on their laptop, or a mom and dad or a grandparent. That requires that they are, boy, truth talkers and wisdom walkers and never lie and never deceive yeah. and never mislead. That's huge. And those are, of course, impossibilities because we're, we're fallen people. Yeah. And even in a Christian home, of course, the parent and Others in the child's life are key to be model God to them. So important. Loved being on the show today, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's Thank our you pleasure. so it's much. A, it's a treat. It's an honor. Thank you very much. Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Dr. Kathy Cook, and we've been talking about her latest book, Resilient Kids, Raising Them to Embrace Life with Confidence. You can find out more at her website, CelebrateKids.com. And also, don't forget to check out her new podcast, Confronting the dark. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. 
Trace Embry is the host of Licensed to Parent and also the founder and director of Shepherds Hill Academy, a residential treatment facility for troubled teens. If you need help with your teen, you can find more information at LicensedToParent.org. Also, Shepherds Hill is a donor-supported ministry, and at LicensedToParent.org, you can just click the Donate button. It's that simple. Thanks to our team today for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.